I will read tonight, beginning at John's Gospel, the 13th chapter. But I want to set it up to what has happened up until this point. When you begin in the 13th chapter of the Gospel of John, you're looking at late Thursday night, probably around 9 o'clock. It would be dark. On Sunday, the previous Sunday, he had rode into Jerusalem to the palm branches and the hosannas of the whole city of Jerusalem. The king of the Jews hailed King David. On Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, he spent time teaching in the temple. If you do a complete study of the Gospels, you will see that he dealt with every group of people in existence through the week. He dealt with the Sadducees. He dealt with the Pharisees, the Herodians, even the Roman soldiers. He was very blunt, very direct, and very much to the point. Because on Sunday morning, he had looked from Bethany across at Jerusalem. And he said, I would have gathered you as a uh, mother hen would gather her chicks. But you would not come. And he wept. And he rode into town on the foal of a donkey. And on late Thursday night is where I'll pick it up. Now before the feast of the Passover, Jesus knowing that his hour had come, that he would depart out of this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, and he loved them to the end. During the supper... The devil, having already put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, son of Simon, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things unto his hands, and that he had come forth from God and was going back to God, got up from the supper, lay aside his garments, taking a towel, he girded himself, then he poured out water into a basin, and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel which he had was girded. So he came to Simon Peter, and he said to him, Lord, do you wash my feet? And Jesus answered and said to him, What I do, you do not realize now, but you will understand hereafter. And Peter said to him, Never shall you wash my feet. And Jesus answered him, If I do not wash your feet, you have no part of me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, then wash not only my feet, but also my hands and my head. And Jesus said to him, He who has bathed needs only to wash his feet, but is completely clean. And you are clean, but not all of you. For he knew the one who was betraying him. For this reason, he said, not all of you are clean. So when he had washed their feet and taken his garments and reclined at the table again, he said to them, Do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for so I am. If I then, the Lord and the teacher, 
washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I gave you an example that you also should do as I did to you. Truly, truly, I say to you, a slave is not greater than his master, nor is one who is sent greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. I do not speak to all of you. I know the ones I have chosen, but it is that the scripture may be fulfilled. He who eats my bread has lifted up his heel against me. From now on, I'm telling you before it comes to pass. So when it does occur, occur, you may believe that I am he. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who receives whomever I send receives me. And he who receives me receives him who sent me. When Jesus had said this, he became troubled in spirit and testified and said, Truly, truly, I say to you that one of you will betray me. The disciples began looking at one another at a loss to know which one he was speaking. There was reclining on Jesus' bosom one of his disciples whom Jesus loved. So Simon Peter gestured to him and said to him, Tell us, who is it of whom he is speaking? He, leaning back thus on Jesus' bosom, said to him, Lord, who is it? Jesus then answered, That is the one for whom I shall dip the morsel and give it to him. So when he had dipped the morsel, he took and he gave it to Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot. After the morsel, Satan then entered into him. Therefore, Jesus said to him, What you do, do quickly. Now, no one of those reclining at the table knew for what purpose he had said this to him. For some were supposing, because Jesus, Judas had the money box, that Jesus was saying to him, Buy the things we need for the feast, or else that he should give something to the poor. So after receiving the morsel, he went out immediately, and it was night. Therefore, when he had gone out, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and will glorify him immediately. Little children, I am with you a little while longer. You will seek me. And as I said to the Jews, now I also say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, where are you going? And Jesus answered, where I go, you cannot follow me now, but you will follow later. Peter said to him, Lord, why can I not follow you right now? I will lay my life down for you. Jesus answered, Will you lay your life down for me? 
Truly, truly, I say to you, a rooster will not crow until you deny me three times. Do not let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many dwelling places. If it was not so, I would not have told you. For I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may also be. And you, all, and you know the way where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How do we know the way? And Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. If you have known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on, you know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is enough for us. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long, and yet you do not come to know me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own initiative, but the Father abiding in me does His works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. Otherwise, believe because the works themselves. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do, because I go to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper, and he may be with you forever. That is the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it does not see him or know him. But you know him because he abides with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. After a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me because I live. You will live also. In that day, you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. And he who has my commandments and keeps them is one who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father. And I will love him and will disclose myself to him. Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, what then has happened that you are going that you are going to disclose yourself to us and not to the world. And Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and he, we will come to him and make our abode with him. He who does not love me does not keep my words, and in the word you will hear is not mine, but the Father who sent me. These things I have spoken to you while abiding with you, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to you to your remembrance all that I've said to you. 
Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, I do not give to you. Do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be fearful. You heard that I said to you, I go away and I will come to you. If you loved me, you would have rejoiced because I go to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. Now I have told you before it happens, so that when it happens, you may believe. I will not speak much more with you, for the ruler of the world is coming, and he has nothing in me. But so that the world may know that I love the Father, I do exactly as the Father commanded me. Get up, let us go from here. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it so that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, so neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, he bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away as a branch and dries up. And they gather them, and they cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If, I, if you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it shall be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. Just as the Father has loved me, I have also loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments, and abide in His loves. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another just as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that one lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends, if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you slaves, for the slave does not know what the master is doing. But I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard from my Father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me. But I chose you and appointed you that you would go and bear fruit and that your fruit would remain so that whatever you ask of the father in my name, he may give it to you. This I command you that you love one another. If the world hates you, you know that it has hated me before it has hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. Because, but because you are not of this world, but I chose you out of the world, because of this the world hates you. Remember the word that I said to you, a slave is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will keep yours also. But all these things they do to you for my name's sake. Because they do not know the one who sent me. If I had not come and spoke to them, they would not have sinned. But now they have no excuse for their sin.
He who hates me hates my father also. If I had not done among them the works which I, which no one else did, they would not have sinned. But now they have both seen and hated me and my father as well. But they have done this to fulfill the word that is written in their law. They hated me without cause. When the Helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, that is the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, He will testify about me. And you will testify also, because you have been with me from the beginning. These things I have spoken to you, so that you may be kept from stumbling. They will make you outcast from the synagogue. But an hour is coming for everyone who kills you to think that he is offering service to God. These things they will do because they have not known the Father or me. But these things I have spoken to you so that when the hour comes, you may remember that I told you of them. These things I did not say to you at the beginning because I was with you. But now I'm going to him who sent me and none of you ask me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. But I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And he, when he comes, will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Concerning sin, because they do not believe me. Concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father and you no longer see me. Concerning judgment, because the ruler of this world has been judged. I have many more things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. But when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you in all truth, for he will not speak of his own initiative, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will disclose to you what is to come. He will glorify me for he will take of mine and will disclose it to you. All the things the father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he takes of mine and will disclose it to you a little while and you will no longer see me. And again, a little while you will see me. Some of his disciples then said to one another, what is this thing he is telling us a little while and you will not see me. And again, a little while you will see me. And because I go to the father. So they are saying, what is this that he says a little while? We do not know what he's talking about. Jesus knew that they wished to question him. And he said to them, are you deliberating together about this? That I said a little while and you will not see me. And again, a little while you will see me. Truly, truly, I say to you that you will weep and lament, but the world will rejoice You will grieve and your grief will be turned into joy. And whenever a woman is in labor, she has pain because her hour has come. But when she gives birth to the child, she no longer remembers the anguish because of the joy that the child has been born into the world. Therefore, you too have grief now. But I will see you again and your heart will rejoice no one will take your, word, your joy from you. 
In that day, you will not question me about anything. Truly, truly, I say to you, if you ask the Father for anything in my name, he will give it to you. Until now, you have asked for nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive so that your joy may be made full. These things I have spoken to you in a figurative language. And an an hour is coming when I will no longer speak to you in a figurative language. But will tell you plainly from the Father. In that day you will ask in my name. And I do not say to you that I will request from my Father on your behalf. For the Father himself loves you. Because you have loved me. And have believed that I I came forth from the Father. I came forth from the Father and have come forth into the world. I am leaving the world again and going to the Father. His disciples said, Lo, now you are speaking plainly, and you are not using a figure of speech. Now we know that you know all things and have no need for anyone to question you. By this we believe that you came from God. Jesus answered them, Do you now believe? Behold, an hour is coming and has already come for you have be, for you to be scattered each to his own home and to leave me alone. And yet I'm not alone because the father is with me. These things I have spoken to you so that in me you may have peace in the world. You will have tribulation, but take heed, take courage. I have overcome the world. Jesus spoke these things. And lifting his eyes to heaven. He said. Father. The hour has come. Glorify your son. That the son may glorify you. Even as you have authority over all flesh. That to all whom you have given him. He may give eternal life. This is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Christ Jesus, whom you have sent. I glorified you on earth, having accomplished the work that you had given me to do. Now, Father, glorify me together with you, yourself, with the glory which I had with you before the world was. I have manifested your name to the men whom you gave me out of the world. They were yours and you gave them to me and they have kept your word. Now they have come to know that everything you have given me is from you. For the words that you gave me, I have given to them and they received them and truly understood that I came forth from you and they believed that you sent me. I ask on their behalf. I do not ask on behalf of the world, but of those whom you have given me, for they are yours. And all things that are mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I have been glorified in them. I am no longer in the world, and yet they themselves are in the world. I come to you, Holy Father. Keep them in your name, the name which you have given me, that they may be one, even as we are. While I was with them, I was keeping them in your name, where you were get, which you had given me. I guarded them, and not one of them perished, but the son of perdition, so that the scripture would be fulfilled. But now I come to you, these things I speak in the world, 
so that they may have joy, that they may have my joy made full in themselves. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, because they they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. I do not ask you to take them out of the world, but to keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them in your truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. For their sakes, I sanctify myself that they themselves may also may be sanctified in truth. I do not ask on behalf of these alone, but for those who believe in me through their word, that they may all be one, even as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you sent me. The glory which you had given me, I have given to them, that they may be one just as we are one. I in them, you in me, that they may be perfected in unity so that the world may know that you sent me and love them even as you have loved me. Father, I desire that they also whom you have given me be with me where I am so that they may see my glory which you have given me. For you loved me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, although the world is not has not known you, yet I have known you, and these have known that you have sent me. And I have made your name known to them, and will make it known, so that the love which you loved me may be in them, and I in them. When Jesus had spoken these words, he went forth with his disciples over the ravine of the Kidron, There was a garden which he entered with his disciples. Now Judas also, who was betraying him, knew this place, for Jesus had often met there with his disciples. Judas then, having received a Roman cohort and officers from the chief priests and the Pharisees, came there with lanterns and torches and weapons. So Jesus, knowing all things that were coming upon him, went forth and said to them, Whom do you seek? And Jesus answered him, They answered him, Jesus the Nazarene. He said to them, I am he. And Judas also, who was betraying him, was standing with him. So when he said to them, I am he, he drew back and fell to the ground. Therefore, he again asked them, Whom do you seek? And they said, Jesus the Nazarene. And Jesus answered, I told you that I am he. So if you seek me, let these go their way to fulfill the word which was he spoke of those whom you have given me. I lost not one. Simon Peter, then having a sword, drew it and struck the high priest's slave and cut off his right ear. The slave's name Malchus. So Jesus said to Peter, put the sword into the sheath, the cup which the father has given me. Shall I not drink? So the Roman cohort and the commander and the officers of the Jews arrested Jesus and bound him. And they led him to Annas first, for he was the father-in-law of Caiaphas, who was the high priest that year. Now Caiaphas was one who had advised the Jews that it was expedient for one man to die on behalf of the people. Simon Peter was following Jesus. 
So was another disciple. Now that disciple was known to the high priest and entered with Jesus into the court, the court of the high priest. But Peter was standing at the door outside. So the other disciple, who was known to the high priest, went out and spoke to the doorkeeper and brought Peter in. Then a slave girl who kept the door said to Peter, You are not one of this man's disciples, are you? He said, I am not. Now the slaves and the officers were standing there, having made a charcoal fire, for it was cold, and they were warming themselves. And Peter was also with them, standing and warming himself. The high priest then questioned Jesus about his disciples and about his teaching. And Jesus answered him, I have spoken openly to the world. I have always taught in the synagogues and in the temple where all the Jews come together. And I spoke nothing in secret. Why do you question me? Question those who have heard what I have spoken to them. They know what I said. When he said this, one of the officers standing nearby struck Jesus, saying, Is that the way you answer the high priest? And Jesus answered him, If I have spoken wrongly, testify of the wrong. But if rightly, why do you strike me? So Annas sent him bound to Caiaphas, the high priest. Now Simon Peter was standing and warming himself. So they said to him, You are not one of his disciples, are you? He denied it and said, I am not. One of the slaves of the high priest, being a relative of the one whose ear Peter cut off, said, Did I not see you in the garden with him? Peter then denied it again, and immediately a rooster crowed. Then they led Jesus to, from Caiaphas to the Praetorium, and it was early. And they themselves did not enter into the Praetorium, so they would not be defiled, but might eat the Passover. Therefore, Pilate went out to them and said, What accusation do you bring against this man? And they answered and said to him, If this man were not an evildoer, we would not have delivered him to you. So Pilate said to him, Take him yourselves and judge him according to your law. And the Jews said to him, We are not permitted to put anyone to death, to fulfill the words of Jesus of Jesus, which he spoke, signifying of what kind of death he was about to die. Therefore, Pilate entered again into the praetorium and summoned Jesus and asked him, Are you king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Are you saying this on your own initiative or did others tell you about me? Pilate answered, Am I not a Jew? I am not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and chief priests deliver you to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then my servants would be fighting so that I would not be handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not of this realm. Therefore Pilate said to him, So you are a king. Jesus answered, You say correctly that I am a king. For this I have been born. For this I have come into the world to testify to truth. Everyone who is of the truth of truth hears my voice. Pilate said to him, "What is truth?" And when he had said this, he went out again to the Jews and he said to them, "I find no guilt in him, 
But you have a custom that I release someone for you at the Passover. Do you wish then I release for you the king of the Jews? So they cried out again, saying, Not this man, but Barabbas. Now Barabbas was a robber. Pilate took Jesus and he scourged him. And the soldiers twisted together a crown of thorns. They put it on his head. They put a purple robe on him. And they began to come up to him and say, Hail, King of the Jews, and to give him slap in the, slaps in the face. Pilate came out again and said to them, Behold, I am bringing him out, so that you may know that I find no guilt in him. And Jesus then came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe. And Pilate said to them, Behold, the man. So then chief priests and the officers said to, saw him. They cried out saying, Crucify, crucify. Pilate said to them, Take him yourself and crucify him. For I find no guilt in him. And the Jews answers, We have a law and by that law he ought to die because he made himself out to be a son of God. Therefore, when Pilate heard this statement, he was even more afraid. And he entered into the praetorium again, and he said to Jesus, Where are you from? And Jesus said to him, gave him no answer. So Pilate said to him, You do not speak to me? Do you not know that I have authority to release you? And I have authority to crucify you. And Jesus answered, you, have, you would have no authority over me unless it had been given to you from above. For this reason, he who delivered me to you has the greater sin. As a result of this, Pilate made efforts to release him. But the Jews cried out, saying, If you release this man, you are no friend of Caesar. Everyone who makes himself out to be a king opposes Caesar. Therefore, when Pilate heard these words, he brought Jesus out sat down on the judgment seat at the palace called the pavement, but in the Hebrew, Gababath. Now, it is the day of preparation for the Passover. It was about the sixth hour. And he said to the Jews, Behold your king. So they cried out, Away with him! Away with him! Crucify him! Pilate said to them, Shall I crucify your king? The chief priest answered, we have no king but Caesar. So then, so he then handed him over to be crucified. They took Jesus, therefore, and they went out bearing his own cross to a place called the place of the skull, which is called in the Hebrew Golgotha. There they crucified him. And with him, two other men, one on either side and Jesus in between. Pilate also wrote an inscription, put it on the cross. It was written, Jesus the Nazarene, the king of the Jews. Therefore, many of the Jews read this inscription for the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city. And it was written in Hebrew, Latin, and in Greek. So the chief priests of the Jews were saying to Pilate, Do not write the king of the Jews, but that he said, I am king of the Jews. And Pilate answered, what I have written, I have written. Then the soldiers, when they had crucified Jesus, they took his outer garments and they made four parts, a part for every soldier and also the tunic. And now the tunic was seamless and woven in one piece. So they said to one another, let us not tear it, but cast lots for it to decide whose it shall be. 
This was to be to fulfill the scripture. They divided my outer garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. Therefore the soldiers did these things. But standing by the cross of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister Mary, wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. And when Jesus then saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her into his own household. After this, Jesus, knowing that all things had already been accomplished to fulfill the scripture, said, I am thirsty. A jar full of sour wine was standing there. So they put a sponge full of sour wine upon a branch of hyssop and brought it to his mouth. Therefore, when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, It is finished. He bowed his head and he gave up his spirit. Then the Jews, because it was the day of the preparation, so that the bodies would not remain on the cross on the Sabbath, for the Sabbath was a high day, asked Pilate that, his, that their legs might be broken and that they might be taken away. So the soldiers came, they broke the legs of the first man and of the other who was crucified with him. But coming to Jesus, when they saw that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. But one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear, and immediately blood and water came out. And he who, ha who has seen has testified, and his testimony is true, that he knows that he is telling the truth, so that you may believe. For these things shall come to pass to fulfill the scripture. Not a bone of him shall be broken. And again, another scripture says, they shall look on him whom they have pierced. After these things, Joseph, Joseph of Arimathea, being a disciple of Jesus, but a secret one for fear of the Jews, asked Pilate that he might take the body of Jesus. And Pilate granted permission. And so he came and he took away his body. Nicodemus, who had come to him first by knife, also came bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about a hundred pounds weight. So they took the body of Jesus. They bound it in linen and wrappings and with spices as the burial custom of the Jews. Now in the place where he was crucified, there was a garden and in the garden, a new tomb in which no one had been laid. And therefore, because of the Jewish day of preparation, since the tomb was nearby, they laid Jesus there.